Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Please welcome Drew Barrymore. thing that's been happening to me uh, lately, which is I'm skipping. It's like what genuine happiness does to you. It physically takes over. (laughs) Speaking of physical, my trainer called this morning and canceled. And I was like, oh, yes. (laughs) So it's going to be a great day. All right, we're also having pop quiz, one of my favorite things to do on this show. During our final segment, we're going to ask three questions about things that were said and done during the hour. So get your mental paper and pad and pencils out, um, and uh, one person will be chosen, and if they answer one or two correctly, it's $100 for every answer that's correct, 1000 if you get all three. And uh, I'm so excited. But if you really just want a fantastic prize, look no further than our first guests. And I do say plural because there's a few of them. Um, One of them happens to be a living legend, a Grammy Award winner and a trailblazer um, for the Latin arts and culture. And joining her are two very special women who I deeply admire. And I'm honored to say that they're here for the second time Um, because we all started our shows last year in the pandemic, um, but some really special things have happened to all of us along the way that I can't wait to get into. It's our friends, Gloria, Lily, and Emily Estefan! Keeping outfit, that is it. Yes. Thank you. I, I love it. That's why people think I'm a little kooky, but I don't care because it's true. I'm so happy to see you guys. I mean, we all started our shows last year in the middle of the pandemic. It was a miracle, <laughs> right? It is a miracle, honestly. And two things have happened to both of us um, that I'm so excited about. Congratulations on getting a season two. Yay! Thank you! 12 new episodes. Just started last week. Oh my God, yes. And I felt like our sister shows, um, we all got nominated for Emmys. That was another miracle. <laughs> miracles on miracles. You know, when we had our first um, hang last year, 
and with what I think the Red Table Talk, you know, institution um, has built over these years is the ability to leave it on the table, to have these profound discussions. And at a time when in some ways there's social media, TMI, so much being put out there, where are the substantive takeaways? Where are the conversations that leave us raw and vulnerable, make us feel less alone, and also mm. teach us something? I always love my experts because we, <laughs> I mean, the show is about conversation and sharing the perspective of three different generations of, in our case, Latin women in this world that we all inhabit. But at the same time, you know, there's, you you have to make that connection with the viewer and, uh, I, yeah. I will God, say did you make a connection last week. No, with, yeah. Right, yeah. With, you know, Gloria's, um, you know, the first episode the first that we episode had. first episode has yes. been incredible. Yeah. And, Being uh, betrayed by I, yeah, trusted yes. adults. And, and, you know, the night before, that's another thing. She calls us sometimes the night before. Hey, I'm going to say this tomorrow. I'm going to go there. You know, and the producers don't even know because when you have people coming and being brave, it's almost infectious and you do feel less alone. And I made a formal request for 10 therapy sessions because I may have learned too much about my parents' sex life this season. Because she <laughs> I feel alone. I feel very alone. Hold on. <laughs> that doesn't mean I answered, all right? Yes, you did. Okay. No, 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 no hold on. Like yes, I asked all the questions. You asked too much. Emily, I, what do you mean I asked I too much? I do, people, really. Oh, I'm your niece. And people want to know. I do really. I didn't want to know. Okay, I told Amy to stay home, and they said, no, she's got to get Listen, She walked off the table a couple Uh, times in that episode. Exactly. I did my best, Drew, but I don't know. You guys will tell me when the show comes out. (laughs) What I do know is you started this season off um, with a true force, um, and you made a really big splash on your foray of season two, by disclosing such heavy, beautiful, important, necessary topics. So will you tell us about episode one of season two? Absolutely, Drew. Look, I I always tell everybody when Claire Crawley was going to come on to talk about what she experienced at the hands of a priest when she was five years old, I I thought to myself, I can't sit here quietly and, you know, hypocritically being quiet and keeping what I went through. And I thought, okay... I can be an example for women. And by the way, it's one in three women because we've learned more statistics since we did the show. It's one in three women and one in four or five boys that experiences some kind of abuse. Now we know because again. we know of because those are the ones that speak about it. And I thought, you know, I've had a wonderful, beautiful life filled with love, filled with support. And I want anyone that's gone through this to realize that Whatever trauma or terrible thing you went through does not have to define you. Now, let me ask you a question. And by the way, on a side note, Gloria, we were discussing it in the room before we came out here. And, you know, the fact that you waited until your mom's passing to bring this up. Um, yeah, someone asked I had a, to. Someone asked she, a question like, oh, was it because of this? And I was like, I just tapped right into my mom gut. And I said, I bet it was because. Yeah. This was not. This was something she didn't want to have her mom relive. Why? why? It was, and yeah. she was very traumatized, Drew, because I think she had a lot of feelings of, oh my God, am I guilty of putting her in that? How is she gonna know? But every time I would approach the subject with her, just because I had some questions, she would really, she'd start crying. I, you know, I can't deal with this. So imagine if 
I were to bring the public scrutiny that this brings. And I guess when you shared um, that abuse that you endured so bravely, yes. you know, that came into my life and that's going to be in my child's life because she says, you know, you have to think about the way the intention of the way somebody touches you. That's a core value of my life. Yes. So for to share with everybody else. It's interesting to be a parent now myself and realize how overprotective you want to be as a parent. So I know. thank you for having these conversations. Thank you for helping us all deal with the things that we actually have to as parents and we can't run away from them. Now, are there any topics for you that are off limits for season two? Oh, I don't know if it's so much off limits as when, when we choose our topics, we try to make sure there's a value that we can bring to the viewer, a discussion that's going to make them think or offer some, you know, things that are also evergreens that are going exactly. to stand exactly. the test of time. I, I also think that we go to places that there are no limits and we need to figure them out. Like we had some conversations, this, um, this batch of episodes, for example, we talked about colorism in the Latin community, which is something that within that world is hardly ever talked about because people are afraid and uncomfortable. There's not even a word so, for colorism. Yeah, in, in, in Spanish, right? Because yeah. it's the racism within our own community. Families that have one child that's so much darker than the other and they're receiving different treatment because of which, you know, because of that. So those conversations, people are afraid to have them, but we also want to go places that people are afraid to go so these conversations are available somewhere. Okay, well, we're going to cut to a commercial break, and we'll be right back with more Yellow Table Talk. little yellow table in honor of our red table talk family, the Estefans, Gloria, Emily, and Lily. Okay, let's get into some subjects that you're gonna tackle in season two. Um, let's start with plastic surgery. I'm interested to hear what you have to say on that subject, because I haven't oh. messed with this yet, but I mean, yeah. there might be a point where I'm like, just pull it like a ponytail. Listen. I don't know. What are your they, thoughts on this subject? We talk about a ponytail lift <laughs> on the show, and it's really interesting because the people that are on the show are in their 20s, and they've had massive plastic surgery, and one of them regrets it greatly, and the other one embraces it, and we've, got, we've checked it all out. I go, I have a ponytail lift. I put a ponytail on, and... Squeeze that hair back as tight as possible. No, my mom sleeps with her face on ice like this. That's what no, she no. Does. Uh, honestly, I mean, people think I've had it. I have it down my back. I've never had it yet. We don't say... We were interrogating the plastic surgeon that came on the show to talk about a lot of different you things. You and I need to go... But I, I also... She freaks out if I ever tell her, hey, I don't know, maybe like... And she goes, Mom, I'm, I know. I'm freaked out by it. However, I'll tell you this. We explore the duality of unrealistic beauty standards, like what are you seeing on Instagram? The fact that you the know, filters, Kim Kardashian, we don't judge, right but the way that her body is actually in real life, it's not in a, you can't work out and look like that, right? So there are people who, yeah, you want to alter your body, you want to alter your face. I have tattoos, you know As what long I mean? as it's for you. Well, I have a 19 year old and <laughs> she's the whole day on filters. And you, oh. know, you start worrying about you know, this generation because you know, this is Instagram versus reality. Right. I know. Right? It's like when we talked about plastic surgery in like the 70s and 80s and 90s, it was because... 
people who are older wanted to look younger. Now exactly. it's exactly. younger people who want to look like the different. A unrealistic, I mean, alien. Yes, you know, it's not in a harmful word, but it's okay to use that word because it's to describe just that the features are not uh, normal human features that we're biologically used to seeing, right? Like those fillers that are, you know, like so big or like the, you know, the Brazilian the butt, the BBLs, like Jada just spoke about right. as well. You know, these are things that are dangerous to our biology. That's, you know. And that you're making permanent changes at a very young age. You know, I so. am right. so glad that you guys are approaching this because it is definitely a different conversation. It's a society thing. I remember right. when, you know, I would do covers of magazines, even in the 80s and 90s, and they would airbrush me. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm in my teens. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> Like, have you I mean, looked at the skin of a teenager? Too. It's great. You look like a fetus. You look great. <laughs> I know. And I could see the slippery slope happening, but I could have never foreseen that younger people, not yes. older people, would be leading the charge on altering yourself. So I just love that you're having these conversations. When you're talking to people that have differences from your own lifestyle, opinions, expertise, experiences that have led you to earn those wisdoms. How do you, how do you remain a good listener? Because you're doing a talk show now, which is, you've got to be a good talker, but how do you listen? Absolutely. Look, the table is a safe place. We don't want anyone coming on thinking that we're, we're not journalists, all right? We're having a conversation. Oh, excuse me. Three <laughs> women, yeah. Well, yeah. I know, I want to be a journalist, too. I want to be a journalist, too. I'm with you. Go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but our point is to have the conversation, and to have a conversation, you have to have people that have different opinions from yes. us. So yes. I think the key word to, to learn to listen is to go to the table with respect. For me, that's the the biggest thing, having respect for someone's opinion. You know, I may not have your same opinion, but I respect it. Yes, absolutely. And I really I embrace people that have different feelings, experiences, and opinions than I do. I've looked at the divide in our country yes. and just mm. said, I want this mm. show to be a bright spot, not a blind spot. I want to accept mm. our differences yes. and find the... Absolutely. absolutely. Now, I, I, I have one last question for you, um, which is that it's Hispanic Heritage Month, and I wanted to bring yes. something up because I read this article in Forbes magazine, and it said a lot of people are responding from uh, the Latin community that this is not a month to have businesses and marketing firms check boxes. What is your thoughts about that? Well, I read the article as well. And I just have to say this, absolutely, this should be something, especially advertisers, to realize the economic power of the Latin market. Like, Latinos may, even that, that can't afford it, will buy their children the top-of-the-line shoes or, you know, uh, Nikes or whatever comes out. They all fix up their house, and they all spend money on the things that are of value. So advertisers that are out there are ignoring this market. So... Absolutely. And I've fought this a long time. I'm on a lot of boards in different companies. And this is one of the pet peeves that they don't put enough emphasis or focus on the Latin market year round. Now, I'll take the month because 
We are not. We are underrepresented. <laughs> We're underrepresented. We have one thing. We have one thing. Television. I will tell advertisers if you're not paying attention to the Hispanic market, wake up! You're missing out. I I, I agree, and it's why I wanted to talk to you because I I felt very sensitive. Um, where I want to bring these Breast Cancer Awareness Month and Gay exactly. Pride Month and the way that we, through the holidays, tend to tap into our altruism and our giving and our thoughtfulness and how can we re weave a 365 tapestry where we honor and celebrate the best in yes. each other, accept each other's differences, and make this a year-round thing uh, without ever ignoring what has been built and needs to be acknowledged in these specialized, you know, months. So I was very excited to talk to you. As I'm excited to talk to you about everything. Gloria, Lily, I mean, Emily, you guys, I am so excited that we are on a parallel track with each other. My love, my admiration, and the way that just my heart blossoms and my mind expands every time we get together or I watch your shows, or getting to keep going alongside with you is such an honor. I love you so much. Red Table Talk via Stefan's airs new episodes every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific and 12 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Watch. Congratulations, so lovely. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, and it is tournament time, people. So listen to the one podcast that will cover every upset, Cinderella, Bracket Buster Sleeper. We've got it all covered, every round, reaction shows, all the way up through the championship game in Glendale, Arizona. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever you get your podcasts.